And, uh, you know, and then I let another friend use it. And then they were like, they started getting their time back. They started making more money. And that really gave me a juice because now I'm helping people that are helping students that I've never met. For over 260 episodes, Dwayne Brummett and Ali Albarigo have been sharing how to take your martial arts school to the next level. Welcome to another edition of SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Now here's your host, Dwayne and Ali. Well, hello, Dwayne Brummett here with uh, Ali Albarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Good morning, Allie. Nice to be with you, sir. Yeah, as well as you. I'm 270, what is it? Our 277th episode? Yes, sir. Crazy, right? And I want to introduce our guest today. I'm super excited. Like, I really am excited. Like, uh, like you're a rock star. And, you know, kind of like I appreciate that very much. So um, let me quickly do a quick intro and then we'll get jump right in on questions. So, by the way, for the listeners, this you don't need an introduction. I think everybody pretty much is either on Spark or heard of Spark. And, um, you know, the, the promotion of this event it was easy because people are always asking me, you know, like, you know, what do you do with Spark? How long have you been on? And I'm always bragging about it. But I look at you kind of like the man behind the curtain, you know, like the Wizard of Oz in a way. And what I meant by that is that, you know, you literally see thousands of schools worth of data and stats in our industry. So when you have some information, it's not that you're guessing or you're going off of a trend. You know the pulse of what's going on. And uh, you also come from a long background of martial artists and your family and parents and so on. So um, I'm super excited to have someone of your stature on here. So I want to introduce Master Ron Sell to our broadcast. It's so yeah, great to you. be here, sir. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. It's, gla- it's yeah. good to be here. It's great to be here. Thank so, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yes, awesome. Sir. We'll jump right in with questions, and Dwayne will start a mock, and then we'll – and by the way, if you have anything that you particularly want to say, uh, you know, whatever you want to tell us, let us know. But we have a series of questions for you. Okay, awesome. This sounds great. And and again, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. So uh, first off, just in case somebody doesn't know you, because honestly, prior to, um, you know, Allie telling me about Spark, I I didn't know you. (laughs) But the funny thing was, I the funny thing was, is I know Grandmaster Hafner. Yes. And I didn't know you guys were connected through him. So Yes. Uh, for the listeners yeah. that especially don't know you, give, you know, tell us a little bit about your background uh, in the martial arts, if you would. Yeah, I'd be delighted to. So, you know, I, uh, I am the son of some grandmasters in Taekwondo, and uh, I was lucky enough all my life to, you know, live the martial arts lifestyle. Uh, my dad has a statue in Korea. Uh, they, they, he's so high up in their ranks. Uh, he passed away, uh, unfortunately, a few years ago. But, you know, I, from, and my mom, uh, Grandmaster Brenda Sell, just an amazing human being. And uh, so I was raised in the martial arts. You know, I was the I was the kid that, uh, you know, was on the mats all the time. And when I was, you know, seven years old, I started martial arts at my mom's school. My mom was my teacher, not my dad. You know, she had uh, several satellite schools and I jump in the car every day and we'd travel city to city. And and so basically my life was martial arts and I fell in love with the martial arts. Uh, I loved I loved it. And some people always say, did your parents make you do martial arts? And I was like, no, you know, I was the kid in the car ready to go. You know, I just, and that, and that was my entire, my entire career in martial arts was just falling in love with the martial arts. And then when I was 14 years old or so, you know, my parents um, 
you know, had me teaching the little kids. And then when I was 15, I was teaching adults, the adult classes and the kids class, the teens classes. When I was 19 years old, I opened my first martial arts school at age 23. I opened my second martial arts school at age 27 or 28, opened my third martial arts school and uh, loved every second of it. And uh, I'm probably just like everybody else. You know, I succeeded when I was the program director and the teacher at my dad's school. But when I went off on my own and had my own ideas and did it my own way, I, I struggled and I failed for a while, for a couple of years. And uh, then I just started, uh, you know, uh, succeeding very well and uh, got to the point where I had a, a fully trained staff and, and uh, I wasn't going to the school anymore. And I know a lot of people have that goal, you know, to have this fully trained staff. But for me, it was a bad thing because I got bored. And so I sold, I sold my martial arts schools and uh, because I lost my passion because I wasn't on the floor. I wasn't doing what I was called to do in life. And uh, so, if, you know, I opened up a couple other businesses and was able to sell them too. And uh, I decided in 2003 to go to Tampa and open up a, a martial arts school. And I said, you know what? I didn't like the multi-school operation. My business partner, Grandmaster Park, he's got eight schools, seven schools, something like that. He loves yeah. Own in multi schools. I didn't particularly. That wasn't really what I wanted to do because, if you remember, you know, my really my my passion was getting on the floor and, and changing lives, impacting impacting people and, and and that kind of stuff. And and so I went in 2003. I opened up a single school in Tampa. Uh, before we opened the doors, we had over 100 100 students, like 110 or something like that. Uh, it was in the middle of July, which is I think the worst time to open a martial arts school, especially in Florida. Everybody's on vacation. Yeah. You know, and then by the end of the year, we had over 300 students in that school. So in less than six months, we we hit our goal. And it's just because, you know, I knew what I was doing. You know, I knew how to I knew how to teach and I knew how to mop the mats and I knew how to all that marketing and sales and all that stuff, you know. And uh, the problem then was, um, you know, since I moved to a new town, I didn't have any black belts. So I was the one doing all the intros. I was doing the one to doing all the the teaching in the class. I was the one doing the mats, you know, mopping them every day. And, wow. uh, you know, I, I really, I got overwhelmed, you know, success sometimes will overwhelm you when you don't have systems in place. And I certainly didn't because mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody. So I think my first hire was uh, a mom that her kid really loved the martial arts. I was like, you're hired to be my program director. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and then we hired someone for the front desk. And then eventually I hired instructors that I, I created, but uh, you know, that's uh you know, that's my story in a nutshell. Really, honestly, my favorite thing in the, in the whole world is, is uh, martial arts teaching and martial arts instructors and martial arts business owners, because I know that, you know, they change the world every day. I saw that happen. You know, I, I witnessed lives being changed before my eyes. And uh, so we like being a part of that. I mean, we really want to make sure that uh, we now help you guys and, you know, thousands of other schools impact their communities in a very powerful way. Make it easy on them, you know, like, you know, you guys should be focused on doing what you love. And that is teaching martial arts, helping people. And we yeah. as a company want to be the supporter of that. Like we want to be able to give you the tools to be able to just do your thing and not yeah. have to worry about the other stuff, you know? Okay. So that's my, uh, that's my yeah. 35 years of martial arts in a nutshell. Yeah, but that's a great story. And you know, I, what I took out of that real quickly was that you said, you know, you had the multiple schools, you got overwhelmed, you lost your passion, you, or you stayed out and you were just running the schools from afar. I had the same very similar example too in my life. And now I also, now I'm finally, I just sold my second building and now I'm down to one location. And uh, I'm 
Dwayne said it to me the other day. He goes, wow, you're so, you know, you're back energized again. Like you have a new spark in you. And, and it really is. Uh, unintended. unintended. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and by the way, it does have a lot to do with spark too. I mean, it, it has remotivated me in so many ways. We could get into that in, in a little while. But, but anyways, I think that's a big point is people have to understand that, you know, they have to live their passion and live their life and not torture themselves. If they hate, you know, selling hire someone to sell that kind of thing or yeah. software that could do it. No, I really do. I really do think that, you know, to be successful in life or to be happy, you know, cause that's really what I, what we all want is to be happy. Right. I think what it means is to live your own path. Right. So like yeah. I said before, Grandmaster Park, he loves running seven or eight schools. I, I, I never remember how many, but he yeah. loves that, and he's happy doing that. And other people uh, will look at that and say, Oh, maybe I want to own eight schools, you know, and sometimes it's not in our DNA. Sometimes right. it is, you know, so you have to really follow your own path and it's okay to do so. Yeah. And you're not a, you're not a failure if, if it doesn't work for you, you know, I mean, just, it's whatever, you know, whatever you are comfortable with. Yeah. Well, when I, when I owned three schools, I wasn't a failure in any, and I'm not saying you, you said that, you know, I, I, I crushed it, but the problem is it's like, I wasn't following my passion. I think that's the lesson yeah. in, you know, follow whatever your passion is you know, success, yeah. failure, no matter what, even, you know, I failed for years. Um, and I still loved it because I was yeah. following, I was following my path. Right. So, right. yeah, I think that, um, uh, you know, looking at people like my dad, he passed away about seven years ago, but my poor dad was a cop and then he ran his own business. He was never happy with what he did. He always felt like he never got to go on those vacations and do what he wanted to. And um, I, I, real, I realized that watching him, like, I, I want to live my life and be happy. Even if I'm poor, I want to be happy. I think right people get to that point, right? right you know, they're, they're always, they could be loaded and have a ton of money, but be miserable. Look at all the famous rock stars and celebrities. Yeah, sure. right? you know, sure. they, yeah so, I, so here's my next question. I think yeah, that, sure. uh, yeah, so for, um, for when did you really decide to focus on the software end of it and how did this whole come to fruition? Like I know yeah. a lot of it was said already, but I really want to know like what inspired you? I know you also designed software for other companies too, right? Uh, no, no, no. So, so the story goes like this. When I, when I moved to Tampa and I opened up my school and within, you know, the six months we had 300 students and I was overwhelmed. And I remember Mr. Myers, fifth grade class, we had this pet, Commodore computer in our classroom. I'm yeah. showing my age here, but um, you know, we had this computer, and I remember in my fifth grade. You know, this is 20 years later after that, right? And he says, "Hey, you could use computers to leverage your, you know, your life." And I didn't understand quite what that meant, but I was like, I always had this in my back of my head, like, how can I take this $1,200 computer or whatever and make a lot more money out of it? Like, how yeah. can I, you know, right? And I, I wasn't a programmer. I'm a karate guy. I'm a I'm a marketer. I'm a sales, martial arts sales, martial arts marketing, martial right. arts, martial arts teaching, martial arts retention. That's who I am. I'm not, I'm not some computer guru or, you know, anything like that. And, uh, but I just had this idea in my head that, man, if I could get a couple hours a week back, then I would have more. My daughter at the time was, uh, was uh, one or one years old, something like that. She's 20 now. I can't believe it. But, you know, I, I was like on Saturdays and Sundays, I was so frustrated because, I couldn't spend any time with my daughter because I was exhausted from teaching, you know, six classes a day right. uh, plus all the other stuff. Right. And so how spark came about was I went to the university of Barnes and Noble, uh, Wesley chapel right here in Florida yeah. campus. And I just knew I was like, man, what if I could, I could learn how to create software that would, would get me two hours a week back. 
Because I figured if I could get two hours a week back, that's two hours I could spend with my daughter or having a good time, you know, getting that free time back. Yeah. And, and how I thought it would work was like it, if I just organized myself better. Yeah. You know, if, I just, if I wasn't going to the back room to, you know, to get out a file or look things up. I mean, think about all the little things that we do, right? 10 minutes here, five minutes there, 10 minutes here. I mean, there's yeah. so many things that a school owner has to do. And I thought maybe if I just organize myself, I'll just do a little database, right? So I did this little database and true, I got some time back and that gave me, you know, a little shot of uh, enthusiasm. And so I was like, okay, what can I do next? Well, you know what I could do next is uh, track attendance. Now I don't have to go to the card rack and pull out, you know, listen, even if you go to the card rack and you pull out the cards to see who haven't came, that's 15 minutes. Now I have to take and I have to spend another 35 minutes calling them, right? And I'm like, okay, here's 45 minutes I could get back. So I'm way over my two hours now, right? Yeah. So, And, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, not only did I get my two hours back, but I started making more money, which is not why I created the software. All I cared about was how do I spend time with my daughter? And I'll be honest, I moved to Tampa. It's a fun town. I wasn't enjoying any of it, right? I wasn't going on the boat. I wasn't going out on Friday night. I would none, none of it. I wasn't taking my wife out. I wasn't doing any of that because I was so exhausted and my time was so limited. So not only did I get my time back and it wasn't two hours that I eventually got back. It was two hours a day. Then it was 10 hours a day. Then I replaced the equivalent of a employee 40 hours a week by yeah. having software, you know, just and why I think the software, you know, was so powerful or why it helps so many people is because I've had your problems. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, I remember one simple story was at a belt test and, you know, grandma walks up and she's got her uh, camera ready to take a picture of me handing out the belt to her grandson. And I turn around to the table with the belts on it and there was no belt there. Someone in my academy, and it's probably me, let that slip through the cracks. And I was so tired of things slipping through the cracks. Right, right. You know what right. I mean? Like, like you're working your butt off and you care about your students. Yeah. And you know, you're trying to be a hundred percent perfect. And I still was was failing in certain areas, right? So, you know, I remember the first time, the 30th time that that happened, <laughs> that there was no belt, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, I got to solve this. And I solved it with software. And truly today, people, you know, and not only that, but, you know, belt testings used to take me hours and hours of prep work. And now it takes minutes. So not only did I solve my time issue with that, but now I also solved my, my, uh, my embarrassment of that. Right. And also right. testings were a joy to run and not a, you know, struggle to work a struggle, you know? So yeah. I know I'm, I'm really going, you know, deep into this stuff, but I mean, that's really why Spark came about. I never intended to sell the software to anybody. It was only for me. I only wanted it for me. I only cared about my time and making money or, you know, make it, you know, having a joyful life. Yeah. And, um, and then one day it hit me as like, heck man, you know, I really care about people. Obviously you guys know that. And I'm like, I, I said to my mom, I said, mom, you should use my software. And she did in her karate schools. Take one of the schools. She'd yell at me if I said karate. And, uh, you know, and then I let another friend use it. And then they were like, they started getting their time back. Yeah. They started making more money. And that really gave me a juice because now I'm helping people that are helping students that I've never met. That yeah. I'll never meet them probably. But I have a I have a hand in that and helping them. 
And yep. so that was really powerful. It was a really a powerful moment for me because now, you know, we always say we want to, you know, contribute in a powerful way in the world. And this is the way that we feel, not just me, my whole team here feels. It's like we are able to serve the world in a very powerful way to people we may never meet. And uh, that really is our driving force behind our software. And, uh, you know, the reason why we exist as a company is that we can make that impact. That's a great mission statement. That's definitely something that, and I can attest that your team is great. They're all, they're so helpful quickly on top of things. So friendly. Um, I love working with all of them. They're great people. They're all good looking. Yeah. I haven't seen some of them. (laughs) I I am blessed. I am blessed with the team that I have. I mean, they really do have the same heartbeat. You know, they, they deeply care. Uh, All the time I hear from people this weekend, I was in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, speaking from stage to martial arts school owners and and uh, several of the people, and we did a uh, we did a really cool thing where only Spark members came, and we had like thirty people in the in the audience, and they were asking questions. How do I do this? And uh, most of them weren't questions. They were like, uh, "I want to shout out Amy. Uh, she yeah. helped me last night, Friday night at you know ten p.m. You know, I want to yeah. shout out. I want to shout out Nelson. I want to shout out Kim. And you know, they were just grateful that. That And it wasn't about, hey, I'm thankful for you, Ron. It was really my team. And I, that blesses me even more because now we're even multiplying the way that we can, you know, make that impact. Yeah, love it. That's all. Were you there? Dwayne, you were in Scottsdale just recently, right? Were you- I was in Arizona, but I wasn't at that event. I had a different event. Same that weekend, that, yeah. too. You yeah, 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 same weekend. You yeah. got away. All right, awesome. That's you great. <laughs> the beautiful day. It was beautiful to be out there. Um Hey, I just wanted to ask this question, but 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 also give you a compliment because um, you guys were amazing, you know, with the immediate pivot during COVID, and and Ali and I, and and I'm sure all the Spartans are thankful for that. Um, it definitely made our lives easier, you know, um, you know, with that. And I'm so so appreciative of that because had you had not done that, well, one, if I had not been on Spark, I don't know what I would have done, uh, but. But two, the ability to be able to, you know, put the online classes into the way that we were able to do it, send it out 15 minutes beforehand through text messages, emails, and then also push notifications. Oh, my gosh. Made a huge difference. Yeah. Um, I didn't sleep for about a month. <laughs> my, no, my, I know you didn't. We pivoted so hard. It was like, you know, um, we just pivoted so hard because we knew we had to make a difference in schools, you know? Right. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to be the tech people. So... You know, most people had to sh- pivot to tech using tech that they did never use before. And so not only did we change our entire software platform to be able to pivot on there, but we also did all the training and helping people how to use that. Right. And right. Uh, I believe that I believe that saved, a, you know, I believe that saved hundreds of schools. Oh, yeah. yeah. It saved a ton of time for people. And um, yes, and save. Yeah, save, definitely save them because we Allie and I both know places that uh, we're not using Spark that, uh, you know, we're sending out Zoom links, putting Zoom links on their on their website. And, you know, you well, you heard all the horror. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. What uh, I know you guys just came out with the and I, I'm going to mess up the name. Uh, but the ultimate stats machine or whatever you are calling yeah, it, I apologize. Yeah. Very proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? We call it the ultimate stats. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't that far off. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, what, what stats do you think schools, you know, um, should be looking at 
you know, in their in their uh, dashboard, whether they're using Spark or they're they're you know manually manually doing things. By the way, I, I hopefully by the end of this month I'll I'll be done doing manual stats. Yeah. Um, okay. Because of because of the ultimate stat machine or whatever. Again, I'm gonna mess it up, but yeah. you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me just explain ultimate stats real quick. Ultimate stats report is uh, is something that's been in development for over a year, and. Um, so we, we have multiple uh, teams working on multiple projects. And typically when we, when we commit to something within a, a week or so, things are released. You guys know that you see it all the time. I mean, every week, you know, and it's always based on feedback from, from, you know, our Spartans, you know, we don't call them users. It sounds like a terrible right. name, but our Spartans. Right. And um, but this was something I went to Tony Robbins last year at the very beginning of the year before COVID hit. And uh, we went to Business Mastery, me and Grandmaster Park. And um, one of the things that he talked about was KPIs or stats and things like that. And But they took it to another level called maximization. And, uh, oh, boy, I have to ask Nelson here. Because um, we, we also hired Tony Robbins' company to come into our company to help us out with this. But basically, opt oh, optimization and maximization of your business. You know, optimize what you need to, maximize other things. And it was a really powerful moment for me. And uh, when I came back, we started the project of Ultimate Stats, and it's taken, what, a year and two months uh, to be able to release it. But what it basically is, is that, you know, most all martial arts softwares have a dashboard, right? You know, we, Spark has a great dashboard, tells you where you are. And I think that's very powerful because if you know where you are and you know where you want to go, then, you know, well, if you know where you want to go, but you don't know where you are, I mean, it doesn't, ma doesn't matter, right? I mean, so you have to know where you are in your business. A mentor of mine always said, you know, if you know your numbers, you can grow your numbers. So that's great for a dashboard. You know your numbers, you can grow them. But what Tony Robbins taught us back then, and we, I'm seriously, it was like five straight hours, you know. And um, one of the things that we learned was, hey, we really need to look at patterns, right? Patterns in our business. And so that's what Ultimate Stats is all about. You know, it's not just a dashboard or a snapshot in time. It is how have we been doing over time? How are we doing this quarter compared to last quarter compared to two years ago, first quarter, you know, how are we doing is, does January's really stink or are they great? Does, does, does June really, do we see a big difference or is it great? So being able to not only see a trend, but also compare side by side, different, you know, uh, time spans, like a quarter or a month or a year. I mean, really gives a business owner the, the, the stats they need, you know, for instance, a lot of people thought, hey, maybe, uh, you know, we're doing really great this month. We signed up 30 new people. Right. And if you looked at just this month, 30 new people, you might say, wow, that's amazing. Other people would say, holy crap, that's not good because it's June and typically we enroll 60 people. Right. So if you don't know what your history is, you don't know if that number you're looking at is. All right, we're back on with Ron Sell. Uh, so, Ron, let's pick it back up with stats. Sounds good. Sounds good. I can do that. So, you know, basically, I just I talked about how you, you just don't look just look at a snapshot. You know, you look at the history of of how things are going. And in the past, how do we do that? We we uh, cut and pasted. I remember remember the clipboards where you would yeah. uh, when info call came in, you put a hash mark, right? Yeah. Yeah. We enroll someone. Well, Spark can do the, all that automatically for you now. You don't have to do anything except just use the software, right? Right. And uh, which I think is powerful, which is also goes back to my thing is how do I save school owners time, right? Yeah. 
And how, how do I make it so they don't hate the, the, the stuff that's so important, right? Because yeah. if, if you don't like doing it, you're not going to take the time to do it and you're not going to help maximize and optimize your, you know, your business, right? Right. So, so going back to your original question, you asked, what should we be looking at? And I think that, you know, the, the Spark Stats, Ultimate Stats program is really amazing, but I, I don't think that you should look at that stuff all the time and get caught up in all of it. I think once a week or once a month or once a quarter, maybe once a month, you look at it and you study it. You spend an hour on it once a month. You spend an hour looking at it because I think if you spent all your time just looking at numbers, then it's not really going to give you the information that you want. So using the ultimate stats program in Spark, look at your numbers as a whole, compare them and say, what stands out right here? For some people, maybe they're not getting enough prospects. So guess what? Once you've figured that out, don't look at the stats anymore. Get to work, right? How do I get more prospects in? Other people is, you know, I've got all these prospects, but no one's biting. No one's coming in. So once you know that, you get to work on that. You do the work, right? You know, other people, it might be, you know, I, I just, I looked at our ultimate stats for Spark today because we use Spark to manage Spark, right? And I, one of the things that we were very concerned about during COVID was retention of our our members, all right? Because right. I was scared that COVID was going to kick everyone's butts. I was, I was fearful of that. So what did I do? I went to work. My team went to work, right? We put our money where our mouth is, all right? We're concerned about this. And so this morning, I looked at our retention, and we're below 2% quit rate. That's amazing, right? Yeah. I look at other software companies, they're at 30%. So we're at 2%. So obviously, you know, some people would need to look at that. What is your retention rate? Is it 98% or is it 90%? As soon as I figure that out, quit looking at the stats. Let's start getting to work on a retention. In Spark, you can also say, okay, uh, I, I teach multiple programs. I teach Krav Maga, I teach Taekwondo, whatever it is, right? Multiple programs. I can say, okay, let's look at Krav. Where are people quitting? Oh, they're quitting here. Okay, we need to do something before that happens. Yeah. In my Taekwondo, where are people quitting? Oh, white belts. Tons of white belts are quitting. Well, I'm messing up somewhere in my white belt, right? So I need, to, I need to take action on that. Now, once those actions, you start seeing results. And sometimes, I'll tell you, it takes months to figure it out, right? Like, you don't make a change today and you see results right away. Right. We totally revamped Spark the way new people come on board with us in the last six months. And we're seeing our numbers yeah. skyrocket. But it's yeah. taken four months to get there because the things that we did had to trickle down. Make sense? Yeah. So I think, you know, everyone should be worried about how many people they're enrolling. I think everybody should be worrying about their retention. I think everybody should be. And if you just focused on those two things, right? I mean, your business is going to skyrocket. Enroll more people, keep them longer. I know a lot of people in the industry will say, no, you got to look at this and this and this and this and this. And you know what? Who has time for all of that? Right. That's what I say once a month, you spend a couple hours looking at all of your stats, especially that new stat report. You get a good firm idea on where your business is and where you want to go, and you take action on the thing that's that needs the most help. Now at Spark, our retention when it comes to the very first 90 days, and I'm sure a lot of people out there have the same issue. You know, now we're seeing that that it's taking off. Now we're gonna go spend another hour. We're look at our stats, we're gonna say, okay, where's the next area? that we as a company have to improve on. That's how we optimize. That's how we maximize that, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And by the way, Dwayne and I are like really kind of like geeks when it comes to stats. We love stats, right? And we're always looking at our stats. So this has helped our lives. Just the other day, Dwayne called me. He's like, where's that stat thing that you told me about? And we're looking at it. We're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. So um, what I could tell you, Ron, too, from experience, I had a coaching client that um, he had uh, lost over the course of two and a half years, around 250 students. And when we analyzed it, it was between senior, white belt, senior and gold or whatever their ranking was. Sure. Within that period of time. So most of everybody out there that's listening, they, they may have an issue. It's like a hole in the, bo- the boat. And what they do is keep plugging it. And they say to themselves, well, this will last for six months, but then it's going to pop right back out again. Um, so what I did with, with this client was we figured out where the hole was. And then we hired, literally, we lost probably four or $500,000 in income because of the amount of money that was going out the door. So he hired someone that was just the concierge for that group from white belt to like yellow or green. And, and he paid them like 25,000 a year or 30,000 a year, which wasn't yeah. much. But he retained hundreds of thousands more because yeah, of course stats. So this is where school owners has to hear, they have to hear this and really buy into stats how important they are. One hundred percent. But once you figure out, like you know, and probably most people have this issue where they're losing more white belts than they want to, right? You right. know, when I own schools, we had a white belt instructor. That's all they did. All they yeah. did was from when the intro happened, they made sure that they succeeded during their white belt to yellow belt course, because we found out um, that if you, if you stay past yellow belt, then you're here with us for a year at least or more. Right. But it's over that initial hump. So yeah, you have to dive in. Why is this happening? What can we do? What things can we do? And one of the things was we hired a white belt instructor that that's all they did in spark. You know, there's so many similarities in what we do. We have Amy now and Kim uh, Amy was our onboarding department. She nailed it. She was so good at it. We promoted her now to our training. All she does yeah. is training. And then we put Kim in that place where she's just like Amy. They got the same personalities. I mean, it's, you know, they love people and they're so good, right? So yeah. Kim now is our white belt instructor for Spark. That's right. all she does. And then yeah. Amy now, as soon as you're done with, with Kim, right? As soon as you're done with that, she just hands her off to Amy. Now, yeah. Amy trains you. Twice a day, every day. Well, you don't have to come to all of them, but you know you can pick and choose the classes you want to go to. And yeah. we use a rotating curriculum in our SPARK curriculum. I mean, think about that. If martial arts school owners did the same type of thing, they had an instructor that handheld their white belts, right? And they made sure it was a smooth transition from enrollment to earning their yellow belt. And then they handed them off to someone else, you know? And it was just such an easy transition. You'd keep more of your white belts. You'd plug that hole for good. Because that's part of your system. And by the way, uh, you know, as far as Spark goes, I literally took program managers and got rid of that position. I'm not asking anyone to do that, but I was able to do it all through Spark during the day. And, and I am communicating better than ever with my entire population of my studio that the parents are, they absolutely, we're like friends. And, and yeah. It's something I couldn't do through text messaging, through um, emailing, through the push notification. So it literally helped me do things. And by the way, when you have an employee, sometimes they don't always do what they say they did or, or they get busy. Yeah. Yeah. Or they forget. Spark doesn't forget. It's it's software. It's automations or manual. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I want to ask you this question, um, you know, what are, what are the same, some, some of the main takeaways that you learned about, you know, our, our industry during COVID, you know, good or bad. But um, I think one good thing 
is that it, it, it has pushed people to uh, text messages and push notifications and emails, which has yeah. helped us out as Spark users. But, you know, more than that, what, what are some other things that, you know, some takeaways that you've learned during, during COVID in our industry? Uh, well, first takeaway that I came out is like, you know, I was really worried that, you know, because the uncertainty, right? There's so much uncertainty going on. And the first takeaway would be, I was so worried about our industry, uh, industry I deeply care about, people I deeply care about. And that's why we did all the pivoting and all that stuff and tried to help. But but I'm first takeaway is this. I'm proud of what we all do. All the instructors. We lost less than 7% of our, you know, thousands of schools. And I thought we were going to lose 50%, you know? So yeah. when you only lose 7 8%, and, you know, I'm proud of, our, of all of our Spartans. They pivoted too. They're not the ones that give up easily. They're not yeah. the ones that say, ah, throw their hands up in the air. They're yeah. the ones that got to work. And uh, I'm not so sure. I only know the numbers I know looking across all of our studios, right? Spark didn't lose many schools. They did. We did lose a few and some good ones too, which breaks my heart. But at the same time, the majority of them thrived even through craziness. You know, some people, they had to work a lot harder to thrive, yeah. Yeah. you know, and other people, they had to work hard. I don't know anybody that was easy for them, but that's the first takeaway is that, you know, if we really truly have perseverance, we refuse to, to lose, we refuse to quit, we refuse to give up, then it might take us more work. But, but in the end, it reminds me of a story when I was teaching martial arts, one of my, um, one of my students was sold real estate and it was 2007, 2008. You guys know what I'm talking about here, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, there's so many real estate agents back then because the markets were crazy, right? And then 2008 hit, and uh, and I go to my, I go to this lady. I was like, hey, how do you know? How's it going for you guys? I, I was truly concerned. Like, you know, how's this going? She goes, we're busier than ever, and we're making more money. And I'm like, holy crap! So during the worst economic turn for housing, you guys are making more money. She goes, yeah, we are working twice as hard, though. And that just goes to show you when. There's tough times, tough people, tough it out, right? Right, yeah, personally. I think that's, that's one of the, the, the biggest takeaways I got was we have an amazing industry that really cares about their communities and really cares about the impact, and they love what they do to the point where, yeah, they might have been working twice, three times harder, but they didn't quit. They didn't give up. They kept persevering. They also have good people in our industry that backed them up, that helped them, that gave them what they needed to, to succeed. So, um yeah, that's all I got to say about that. That's awesome. I, you know, Dwayne and I followed this military saying called you don't know what you don't know, right? Like, so if people don't know what they don't know, what would you say would be maybe two or three things that a school owner should really, really focus on that they maybe are not doing that maybe you see, like I have, I think I got around 45 or 49 members to join Spark, somewhere around there. A oh, lot I appreciate of, that. And, Thank you so much. Yeah, no, and, because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm people, one of them. And look, <laughs> people think that I have a share in the company because I'm like, when I talk about Spark, they're like, you know, you do you own part of the company? I mean, you <laughs> love it that much. Um, but, um, but you know, what's interesting though, a lot of my friends get the software, they plug in maybe one or two things that they needed billing, maybe attendance, maybe promotion. And then they forget about like yeah, sure. thousand on the sure. list. 
of sure. things they could be utilizing. So what yeah. do you think, like two or three things, like just overall without Spark even, that people, yeah. school owners miss that they're not doing that they should be doing. That That's, you know, the you don't know what you don't know thing. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, for everybody, it's different. So this is going to be hard to come up with two or three things, but I'm going to do my best anyways, okay? Yeah. And if there's anybody out that's listening to our, our thing here um, and you're a Sparkton, right? We have a report we can run for you that will tell you exactly what you're using and what you're not using and the history of how you've been using it. Right. And another just stats that we care about. Uh, a few months ago, a few months ago, I have no concept at the time. Uh, six months ago, we created some, some reporting and the first report that I created was who is our best clients based on retention and how much money they make. And so we, we found out who our top 100 clients are. And we says, okay, so are these top 100 clients, how much of Spark are they actually using, right? And the top 100, they're using 90% or more of Spark. Some of them are using 99%, 100% of Spark. And so we can draw a line between people that are, are crushing it and, and how much they use of Spark. And that's why we, we promoted uh, Amy, because we we're like, holy crap, if we can draw a line between how much they use and how, and how well they're doing in life, then if we train more people how to use more of Spark, then guess what? We might be able to duplicate more success. That was, yeah. And so that's why we moved Amy into that position of training people how to use Spark. We made a major commitment for that. And you know, some of the things that, that you can't uh, automate is relationships, right? I mean, yeah. I think- one of the biggest things that you need to do is, you know, give a damn, care about your students. Yeah. Now, how does Spark help you with that? Well, we take out all the crap that you don't want to do, all the time wasters. That they're not time wasters, but they're because they're important. But but shouldn't you use that time to build more relationships and talk Absolutely. to more people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think the biggest thing, the more people I talk to, the better my business does. But if I'm, you know, creating lists and doing inventory and do, seeing who's behind on their payments and all of that stuff that's important. We all know it's important, but it also it just sucks our time away from doing the things that really grow our business, right? Yeah. You know, one of the things, uh, going back to the two things, the two KPIs that, that Dwayne and I talked about a minute ago was, you know, enrolling students and then also retention, right? Like, you know, if you focus more of your time in uh, Sparks Lead and Trials Maximizer. It's so important. It's so important. It will help you grow your membership. It'll yeah. help you make more money. It'll help you impact more lives. If you spent time in our uh, uh, MIA, Missing in Action, it'll help your retention so much. And we've, yeah. we've cut out a lot of the time-wasting stuff so that, so that you can actually spend the time on the phone or talking to people. Uh, one other thing that I, don't, I think hardly anybody does we do it here at Spark. Someone quits. They quit. And I remember being afraid of that, being afraid I'd see them at the grocery store or whatever. You know what we do now? We call them up. Hey, I'm sorry we couldn't serve you. What went on? What went wrong? What went wrong? And do, do an, an exit survey like, you know, over the phone or Zoom. We've done some of those. And what's so cool is you get so much knowledge about where they're at. And I'll tell you what, about 80% of the people that quit, we've gotten back. Just because we gave, we cared, I cared enough to talk, call them and say, hey, I'm sorry it didn't work out for you. What, you know, what went wrong or how things went? And it's not begging them to come back. It's more or less they recognize, man, these guys really care. And, yeah. and 80% of them stick around, right? So yeah. those were lost sales. 
those were people I couldn't impact, but we were able to get back. So, you know, I think, I think those types of things, if school owners would just, you know, spend more time doing those kind of difficult, what they think in their minds are difficult, will really reap uh, big rewards. Here's the next thing. Yes, yes, Dwayne. No, I was going to say, I created an automation uh, for people when they say that they're not, uh, you know, they're not going to uh, join even, you know, so they do the trial and they're not even going to join. And uh, it's an ethical bribe. I call it an ethical bribe. And, uh, you know, if you would just answer these questions and let me know, then, you know, I'll give you a $5 Starbucks uh, gift card or a $5 yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Or I even tell them I'll donate five bucks to whatever, you know, charity or whatever foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the feedback from that has been great. Uh, and you know, yeah, it's, it's costing a little bit of money, but not much because basically because of the feedback I'm getting. Yeah, absolutely. And what, are, what if I can ask, I'm going to, I'm going to turn the, the tables here. So what are some of the things that really stepped, you know, really stuck out to you and some uh, of the feedback you got? Yeah. Price has been the major one. They just can't afford it. And so that tells me that we're not doing anything wrong. They just literally can't afford the price. Yeah, sure. Um, and now, but, but some of those we've been able to save with some creative ideas, you know, so coming back with them and saying, well, if you put this down, then it'll be this much more, you know, sure. per month and that type of stuff. So that's been part of the feedback. Um, the nice thing is in, uh, in most cases, I've not heard anything negative, like, oh, well, we had a bad experience with so-and-so right. and such and such. Um, if I had to put a percentage on it, which this is just off of the top of my head, I would yeah, say 90 percent is price. Yeah, sure. You know, and then uh, so all you gotta do is cut your prices in half, Dwayne, and you'll be enrolling all of them. Well, that's true, but <laughs> I don't know if it's true, right? But <laughs> I might have some headaches, but yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah it's true. just been really neat to get that feedback. And most yeah. people have said, no, I don't even want a gift. I just want to tell you that we had a great experience. Yeah. You know, yada yada yada, that type of thing. But yeah, I've I've not had anybody say that they hated it. It's either been scheduled. Or it's been priced. Those are the two. It's big always time for money. Yeah, you know, I had a mom yeah. the other day. I had two situations the other. The first time ever, I got someone to set up for trial classes automatically. Go to our Facebook ad. Go to our landing page. Sign up for the class. And then after I started sending them some automations, they texted me. They said, "You communicate with us way too much. We want you to cancel everything. We don't like the way you communicate." And I'm like, "Well, that's the first I've ever heard that I've communicated too much." Now parents love that, and I actually yeah. say to them. Um, I say, you know, listen, I'm sorry if I'm communicating too much, texting too much, emailing too much. And they're like, no, that's the reason why we're at your. Yeah, school. sure. And also, and way, that, that wasn't too. before I had Spark. So, I mean, that was a real big thing because now yeah. I love the fact that I could text people by just selecting a saved text message. Or, you know, I have 20 different text messages. I just scroll down, boom, hit it. And, it, and I could get through my missing in actions. I could get through my new student maximizer pretty darn quickly, but I'm yeah. still communicating with them. So that's a big, big thing that I, I love as well. well we we cut like, you yeah, off, uh, understand. I'm sorry. We cut you off. You were, you were saying that's okay. Before. You also got to understand too, that um, not everybody's going to be for you. You know what I mean? Like, like we'd love to enroll hundred percent of all martial arts schools out there, but um, we, we don't want to do that because there's only, you know, we don't want everybody in our martial arts school not everybody's going to be a fit, right? right. I mean, look at any influencer that you appreciate and love on Facebook or whatever, right? Half of their comments, people hate them. Half of their comments, people love them, right? 
And that just means there's not, it's not a fit. It's an okay. It's okay that people don't like Spark. I'm okay with that. Right. I also prefer to focus on the people that love Spark. And that's right. who the people that I'm called to serve, the people that I, I'm, right? And so sometimes you're going to get feedback like that. Hey, don't communicate. I'd rather them tell me now because I know the relationship's not going anywhere. If I right. stop communicating to my kids, relationship's dead. If I stop yeah. communicating to my clients, the relationship is dead, right? So when someone says, don't communicate to me like that, you know, hey, good. You know, this is not for us. They, they've, yeah. shown, they've shown that they, we're not a good fit and that's okay. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt. I'm like, well, if that's the way they feel, that's better now than later that I find this out, that they're not joining my school and complaining about every little thing. Right, right on. Uh, right but on. I agree with you 100%. So, Dwayne, yes, I know we're getting close. We have like 11 minutes left, and we could probably – maybe we could have you back in the future. I'd again. love to. Absolutely. Um, but uh, we have a, maybe one or two more questions we could squeeze in. And then, um, by the way, thanks so much for sharing with us. I think that there's a lot of – we call them golden nuggets that people can extract from what you're saying. And the big one is the stats. That's, that's them to understand that that's the – DNA that you yeah. know of their school, you know, and that's so so important. Hundred percent. What? Um, let's kind of switch gears and and go into what you talked about, like the highest earning individuals, right? The highest earning schools in Spark. What would you say the major, um, you know, major marketing things that they're doing? You know, I don't. I honestly, I don't dive into that yet. You know, so um, I don't have an answer for you for that. Okay. Uh, if I had to, if I had to guess, they're doing multiple things because one thing, just one thing doesn't work. Yeah. Right. You know, um, we own a company that helps people get more leads in their front door. Right. Um, but if that's all you did online leads and you didn't do anything else, then what happens if next month that doesn't work or, you know, right. So I know for a fact that or you, the or you get that banned. Do, what's that? Or you get banned. Or, yeah, what happens then? What happens then, right? So, you know, my philosophy on marketing has always been you do multiple things. You know, I like the term eight because I learned that long ago. Eight different things. Parents' night outs. Every parents' night out I ever did, we enrolled two or three new members. Every birthday party, two or three members. Every Kaizen party that we threw, we'd enroll 10 new members. Uh, so that if you just add that up there, it's close to 20, right? Then we do, you know, demonstrations. We didn't roll a ton. We do school talks, right? So we do uh, special events. So every time we did that, and we we were on a rotating curriculum or not uh, rotating schedule that was systemized. So we knew that we didn't roll twenty new members a month, or it'd be eighteen, but never would be zero, because they had just too many pans in the fire. Right on. Right, right. And so you know, I guarantee you that that any of these schools that are enrolling enough people to to grow. They're not just sticking with one avenue of advertising, you know, a blend of everything. It's got to be, you know, in, in, in every business, it's got to be a blend. Cool. So now um, I we always end with the big spiritual question, right? you know, right. the question is on life. But um, so are, first of all, are you still teaching at all martial arts? Are you going to your mom's school? I did and last weekend when I was in uh, Scottsdale, I taught, oh, yeah? with her, but uh I don't actively own a school, haven't for about four or five years, and I don't actively have to show up anywhere at 4 o'clock p.m. to, uh, to, to teach it, right? If I was, I'd teach three, four, and five-year-olds, my favorite, my absolute favorite. Yeah, there you go. All right, so here's that spirit. Dwayne, did you want to do another question before we end with the the, the whole big one, the closing well, one? 
I'm curious, you know, uh, anything else with, with regards to the, the state of the industry now because of COVID? Um, oh, yes. Glad you asked. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just you know, kind of talk about that. So not only am I, I seeing that the bar is going up at a very rapid pace right now across all schools. Now, I know there's some people still struggling. I, I know. But the, the majority of people, what we see is that things are growing rapidly again, which really blesses me to see, right? Um, not only am I seeing that, but I'm hearing that from other people that, that own schools. They're saying, we're having the best month we've ever had. We're having the best quarter we've ever had. So it's not just like a, a one-time thing like the Karate Kid movie comes out, boom. You know, this we're starting to see some things. So for those that are out there still struggling – don't give up. Keep pushing. For those that are out there that their governments have shut them down still, don't give up. Keep doing what you're doing because the end is here. It's in yeah. sight. And we're starting to see that people are wanting to get back to nor normalcy. They want to get back in class. They miss their buddies. They miss their fitness and their training. So it's it's we're on an uptick again. And it has been going on since about November of last year. So we got November, December, January, February, March, April. So listen, it's and it was slowly at first, and now it's taken off. So yeah. that's good to know. It's good to see. Yeah, that's true. And uh, in New York here, we're still at 33% capacity, but I'm busier than ever. Like when my schools got hit, we were down like 65%. And I had two locations, and I sold one of my buildings. Now I have one, and I'm about five students under where I was pre-COVID numbers in one location. So it's amazing. Awesome. And growing every single month. It's incredible. So I'm really excited. I'm hoping that we, we stay this way. It's just doing well, great. Well, we're praying for you guys up there in, in New York for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's I have I had posted in at the beginning of April, I had posted my stats uh, for March and I had signed up. Uh, uh, I enrolled 32 new clients in March and uh, I'm not going to remember that, that thread. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, I appreciate you going, well, you don't know if that's a good, good number or not, you know? Yeah. I remember that thread. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. All right, so here, here's the final question. So this yes, is the spiritual one. So we always ask our people that, you know, if, and it's not a morbid question, it's more philosophical. So if on your deathbed, you know, people are visiting you to celebrate your life, what would you want to be known for or have done or be remembered for in your lifetime? Uh, it's a great question. And I think it's something we should ask ourselves uh, often. Um, number one, that I was a good dad. Yeah. If that's all that was said, then I'd be okay. I'd be just, I'd be happy as can be. The second thing that I was good to my family. And the third thing that I, you know, I really want to impact the world and it's through martial arts instructors and school owners. You know, if those three things happened, be the happiest man ever. I would have lived the best life ever. That's awesome. That's a great answer. Well, yeah, <laughs> slide it. <laughs> Who do I want to be a hero to? Eh. My kids and my wife, if I'm a hero to them, it's all that matters. Isn't that the truth, right? It's like I, my daughter's 21 going on 22, so your daughter's 20. And yeah. um, I, I remember back when she and was I, and I, have, I have four boys, too. Oh, you do? Well, yeah, how old how eight, what's the age? Uh, all, the boys are 12, 11, 10, and 4. Wow. And, and your daughter's the oldest. Yes. That's great. 
So I remember when my daughter was born, my entire life shifted. Like I, I remember like what I valued then was no longer important. And all that mattered was that little girl for me. And um, I spent less time at the school. I spent more time with her. And, and quite frankly, I lost a lot of black belts because they didn't see me as much. And But I, I can tell you now that it was a worthwhile decision that I made. So what, you said, what you said at the end was super powerful. That was amazing. And, and I think that's what we do need to think about that. Like, why are we on this planet? Why are we doing what we do? And who are we doing it for? You know, that kind of thing. Well, it's, it's going to make me a better, you know, because my kids and my wife is most important to me, it's going to be make me a better boss. And I'm going to be because um, I do it for them. You know, it's right. going to make me a better leader because I do it for them. And and let me explain that a little bit. A lot of times we trick ourselves. I remember um, when my daughter was one, you know, I tricked myself. Yeah, I'm working hard because of her. Right. right. And w- the problem is, is that and this goes back to why Spark was was created, too, was. I remember it was her kindergarten or something like that, VPK, kindergarten graduation. And she lives in Lakeland because I I went through a divorce and she lived in Lakeland. And I remember my instructor that was going to take over that night, you know, got there a little late. Then there was traffic driving 30 minutes down the highway. And I got there just as she was walking across stage. Thank God that I got there at that time and not two minutes later. But at that moment, I'm like, yeah, but I also have to put the time in to my family, right? So I have to figure out better systems, better staffing, better training, you know, better software so that I can afford to not miss out on the joys of my life. Right. And uh, I think we have to think about that. Like, I think that's, I'm going to pitch a spark right now. Join spark. This is why we created spark so that you can enjoy more free time in your life. Yeah. You know, that's funny because I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, how do people get a, get a hold of you? How do they get out of Spark? What it's kind of deal you got right now? No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we basically, we don't really do deals. We, uh, it's a dollar to start, you know, you get, you get two weeks of Spark. Plus you get a, you get a chance to earn your way into having two months free. Okay. And that's by, that's by you doing some actions. You know, if you join and you do a couple actions and you go through, go through our process, we'll give you two months. Okay. But we start you off with two weeks. Because we really want to, that's another thing too, is we want to deal with school owners that are, that take action. Yeah. That they don't just say, oh, I'm going to do that, but they never do it. We want to, we really want to work with people that are, that are people of their word. It says, you know what? I'm in it. Let's go for it. But we also understand that you need the help to get through that. So, you know, if anybody wants to, to learn more about Spark, it's sparkmembership.com. Um, also, you could private message me. I will put you in touch with uh, Nelson and our team. Nelson will handhold you through the process, answer your questions, even do a one-on-one, you know, demonstration of the software to see if it is for you because that's important. You know, we're in this long-term, we want long-term relationships. And so therefore we want to make sure that you're happy, more than happy, right. With with what we provide you. So, you know, that's kind of our process. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how you do it because you are, you are everywhere. You are so personable. You uh, no look. When I've reached out to you before, um, you've you've commented back. You um, you're not untouchable, and you don't act like you're at the top of the mountain, and you're not willing to to talk to somebody that's you know on the bottom of the mountain, getting ready for their their uh, journey up. It's just that to me was amazing when I first reached out to you after I joined, and I. And I'm not telling everybody to message you because now you're you're in my DMs. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that impressed me the most 
about you. Um, and then obviously, you know, Professor Hafner, well, at the time, Professor Hafner, but now it's Grandmaster Hafner, vouched for you. Yeah. I, if somebody says they know him or whatever, or, you know, I always contact him because he, he's, you know. He yeah, my dad, my dad was his instructor. Yeah. Yeah, so my me. dad was his instructor. And then um, when my dad went, went down here to Florida uh, and realized it was warm weather down here in Florida, he went back and went to uh, Grandmaster Hafner and says, hey, you want to buy the school? Thinking about moving. Yeah. <laughs> and Grandmaster Hafner says, yep. And we, we like a week later, I guess. I don't know. I was too young to remember, but we, were, we lived in Florida. So that's great. Yeah. Even during COVID, when I was kind of freaking out a bit, you uh, you and I inboxed each other and you were really cool about chatting. Like, Ali, stick with it. Don't worry. Stay with it. Don't get nervous. And it was reassuring to have somebody like yourself chatting with me on that during the craziest time of our lives. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I so, believe, in, believe in what you guys are doing. Thank uh, you. I, believe in, I believe in the power of martial arts to change lives. And yeah. I believe in caring about people. You know what I mean? I mean, and well, use that in schools. if you care about them, you know, if you, you guys just got to care about them, care about your yeah. students, care about, care about them getting to their next level, care about them yeah. showing up, you know, right. like, like, you know, care about them from quitting. Right. If they quit, care enough about them to reach out and say, Hey, I'm not letting you quit. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Just, it goes back to just caring enough right. about your students. You know, Zig Ziglar says, if you want everything in life you want or whatever, you know, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. Yeah, I've heard it a million times. But I still haven't memorized it, but you know that's the truth. <laughs> Zig's my man. Care so. about the impact. Care about the person, and then I think everything else is a byproduct, right? I mean, obviously yeah. you have to do some work when it comes to organizing and looking at your stats. But the honest truth is, if you don't start with the mindset, let's call it heart set of impacting other people's lives, none of that stuff's going to matter anywhere. Anyways, you can stare at your stats all day long. They're not going to change right. until you, until you, you know, use that heart of yours. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Without you a doubt. You can go spark and it's not going to get you any better until your heart's in the right spot. You know what I mean? Like exactly. that's where it starts. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Super honor to have you on the call with us. I, I hope to have you back maybe in a few months. We'll have you back yeah, again. Sounds good. And we really appreciate you. Dwayne's going to play our outro uh, right. last bit with our well, sponsors, which Spark is one of our sponsors. So we love having you guys behind our podcast. And we always, I don't think there's one podcast that we do that we don't drop the Spark name like a hundred times. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, almost zero do we ever not. And that's why Ali and yeah. I started podcasting anyways. I, I uh, reached out to him and said, hey, I want to start doing podcasts for the martial arts industry because I know what the martial arts has done for me. And, and, it, and if it just helps one school owner do better, then that's what I want, you know? And uh, so, yeah, we really appreciate you giving uh, on this podcast. So thank you. Thank you, hey, sir. My pleasure. Have yes, a sir. great yeah. day. Great talking to you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out EliteInsights.com for all your website needs. LeadHunterMedia.com, your online digital marketer and content provider. Academy Kings BJJ Growth Consulting and Management at GrowMyAcademy.com. SparkMembership.com, the best darn software for school owner manager on the planet. GetKarateStudents.com, a martial arts growth consulting company for all your school systems. We will see you next time.